Welcome to More Than a Scar Podcast. I'm your host, Janine, where we explore what it means to have a cleft palate or other craniofacial difference and how we can live our best life. It may be one of the most common birth defects, but very few people really understand what life is like for us. Please comment and take part in the discussion. You can visit my blog, morethanascar.blogspot.com and feel free to email with comments and suggestions at janinedeckard at gmail.com. Will I ever love my face? Short answer, yes. If I can, you can. I spent an inordinate amount of time hating my face. Every part of my face. My nose, my lips, my skin, my teeth, my sinuses, my voice, my ears, my eyes, you name it. I was much too obsessed with hating myself. I couldn't even stand to have people look at me. I was so sensitive that the mere glance from a stranger would create enough internal pain and negative thoughts that would repeat like a broken record for weeks. It took years to get to the point where going in public didn't make me physically ill. I avoided looking at mirrors. I wore far too much makeup. I had many dreams where I was really a man so I could grow a mustache to hide my scars. I didn't fit society's idea of what a woman should look like, so I couldn't imagine anyone choosing to love me when I couldn't love myself. It didn't help that the people around me were always taking me to faith healers and trying to change me. New doctors, more surgeries, each time it was cementing the story in my head that I was not good enough. People telling me every day in my everyday life that if I just had enough faith, read enough of my Bible, and I would wake up one day and I would look how I was supposed to look. It wasn't until I was an adult that I heard that I am good enough as I am. I am worthy and accepted as I am. That there is not a thing that will fill the pain in my heart. There's not a surgery that will allow others to see the beauty in my inner self. There isn't a magic potion that will help me feel better about my imperfections. Because perfection is a myth. I realized that even if I was given the perfect face, I would cease to be me. Once I understood that there was no happily ever after for me, no magic fairy tale to correct the scars on my face, I found the one thing that could not be given to me by anyone. Contentment. It started when I was about 18 or 19 years old. The doctor wanted to perform a Lefort procedure, where they remove the upper jaw and reattach it with titanium screws, requiring me to have my jaw wired shut for a minimum of six weeks. When the doctor explained that to me, I knew there was no way that that, the, that was the solution to my problem. It wouldn't eradicate my scarring. It wouldn't fix the fistula in my palate. It would more than likely lead to more problems, more issues, and more pain. So I made the choice then and there to accept my mouth as it was. I would accept my teeth as they are. I wouldn't try to change a thing. I would cope with the pain. I would embrace myself as I was. Once I did that, I let it all go. The dream of the impossible. The fantasy that I would ever look quote-unquote normal. There are so many variables to each person. Is there a perfect face? Everyone has something about their bodies that they wish they could change. 
What if we just found a way to love that one thing? What if we found a way to accept our life as it is? Instead of trying to have the impossible, what would that do to you? If you could see that you were created for a reason, if you could see that you are special and perfect just as you are, are surgeries a necessary evil? Yes. Sometimes they make more problems than the original ones they solved. Sometimes they don't go as planned. Yet you have everything inside of you to be strong enough to handle whatever you go through. You can get through surgery with ease and strength just by believing it to be the case. I believe that going through difficulties can give you empathy for others, courage to do other things. How many times have I said, oh, if I can go through 10 surgeries, I can do this. Thankfully, at 41, surgeries are a thing of the past for me. I don't have to think about them on a regular basis. My teen still has some in the future, but in this time in our lives, we're on pause, and I am enjoying this time away from medical stuff. My father didn't always handle others' reactions very well when I was younger, but he learned through this process. I remember when I was about 15, a man looked at me and said, Did your dad punch you in the face to make you look that weird? My dad just stood there silently. I remember my heart pounding and my eyes filling with tears. As my father walked me back to the truck, I asked him, Why didn't you say anything to him? My dad said, You're beautiful. There isn't anything I could say that would fix his ignorance. No one has ever showed him love. Nothing he could say would change who you are. I didn't really understand that at the time. I was too easily devastated by others' opinions of me. Now I understand what he was saying. Hurting that ignorant man would serve no purpose. It would only feed his pain. Ignoring him is the best thing I could have done. I will never forget that moment. Never. The next story I'm about to tell you is very difficult, but if you have nightmares, I want to ask you to hold tight and listen. I had a recurring nightmare of when I had jaw surgery at the age of eight. For years, I had the same nightmare. It was so vivid. I can even recall the smell. It caused me so much pain. It wasn't until I was 16 and I was watching Oprah that I learned that there was a reason behind the nightmare. There was a panel on the TV talk show with men and women who had woken up under anesthesia and they were explaining what it was like. That is when I realized I had woken up under anesthesia. The recurring nightmare was my brain's way of trying to make sense of the memory. Once I realized what had happened, I used lucid dreaming to heal through the pain. I would control the action and I got so good at lucid dreaming that I could wake myself up when I realized I was having the same nightmare. I haven't had that nightmare in many years. I give credit to allowing myself to feel the fear and pain and accept what had happened. When we fight pain and suffering, we just compound it. We make it worse. If we just accept the fact that yes, we were born with a genetic abnormality that led to a craniofacial deformity, and that surgeries, many surgeries, and multiple procedures will be required to find some semblance of normality. This is when we will begin the journey towards healing. I can say that I finally look in the mirror and I like what I see. 
I hope that some of what I've said today will help jumpstart your journey and you can find peace. I want to share a story about my oldest child, who was also born with a bilateral cleft lip and palate. When they were little, I was always so fascinated by how they handled cruel words on the playground. They would just say, I wasn't quite ready when I was born. The doctors fixed my mouth. I'm okay now. Let's go play. I always wanted that strength. I was grateful that my child didn't have the same timidity and lack of connection with others. The desire to play outweighed any ignorance. Kids were still mean and jerky, but it slid off like Teflon. I learned from my own child how to do this. To love yourself so much that nothing another person could say or do could ever change that. If you're a writer, I want to encourage you to make a list of all the things that you hate about yourself. Now look at each of those things you wrote and dig deep to find a way to love each of those things. Let me show you. I used to hate my teeth. I would hate, 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 hate my mouth. Why? It hurt all the time. It didn't look nice. It didn't smell nice. It was just the worst part of me. It still hurts off and on, but my front teeth were my biggest enemies. Then in 2012, I had them removed. I wear a partial. I love my partial. I wish I had had it done when I was eight. I love the way my smile looks. I love that I can clean my mouth. I love, I just love everything about it. And I can imagine finding someone with perfect teeth who've never had to deal with any of this and telling them how much I love my acrylic teeth and they'd probably pity me and think there was something wrong with me more than just having a cleft palate. I look in the mirror and I feel so much gratitude for my partial. I have to fight the irrational fear that something might happen to my partial and it might break. I just tap into gratitude and tell myself that we aren't there. We will deal with things if and when it happens. I once heard that if you are in gratitude, you can't feel any other emotion. It can always be worse. There can always be someone in a more difficult situation than yours. Yes, we have had trauma. Yes, we have been bullied. Yes, we don't look like everyone else. But if we did, how boring would the world be? We wouldn't have Joaquin Phoenix, Cheech Marin, Stacy Keach, and so many more. So let's just be grateful that we're alive and that we have something unique to offer the world. And hey, if someone stares at you, I see nothing wrong with the new adage, Want to take a selfie? It'll last longer. Thank you for listening to this episode of More Than a Scar. I hope you found it helpful and healing. I will do my best to upload new episodes each week. Please feel free to share it with a friend. We hope to spread awareness and education to those that need it most.